0: Hey, how's it over there? Welcome to the new episode of InFocus. I'm your host Hanjin and I'll be sharing about the latest happening in Southeast Asia. Stay with me as I try to cover a wide range of topics but not limited to sustainability, ESG, artificial intelligence and the built environment. Okay, let's start. Hey what's up everybody hope everyone is doing fine okay so now I'm giving a bit of update from Southeast Asia starting from Malaysia okay over in Malaysia we have this company called FWD insurance and they have recently announced the launch of a new FWD startup studio with a seed funding of ringgit 1.2 million and they are scheduled to roll out over the next two years so what this FWD studio basically aims to do is to create a new talent pool for insurance technology companies and they want to use this talent pool to help to streamline the relationship between FWD, emerging startups and adjacent technologies within Malaysia. So as of now, right, the FWD studio has teamed up with another company called 1337 Ventures, which is a Malaysian based business accelerator and together they want to launch a new four week pre-accelerator program. So for this program, right, 25 startups will participate in the first round and they will will try to develop an opportunity to produce a product so that they can commercially partner with FWD. The company itself, The Studio, has already gone on to partner with the local government in Malaysia and the main aim for The Studio and the Malaysian government is to create an open-source approach of sharing ideas and resources. And they have declared that they are especially keen to work with startups in artificial intelligence, machine learning, and cloud computing. Okay, so over in Philippines, they have started to use some uh, artificial intelligence to help protect the coral reefs, and uh, how it goes is like this, because a crucial part of the efforts towards protecting coral reefs include things like, you know, mapping, monitoring, analyzing, and restoring the coral reef itself. And the process of collecting data for, for reef monitoring has traditionally been done by divers by capturing video footages and pictures. However, every time the divers go go down to underwater to do all this stuff, right? These divers they have to interfere with their surrounding and they unintentionally affect the results of the survey. And in addition, there are practical restrictions such as you know how long the divers can spend underwater. So, what's happening right now is, there are many gaps which exist in all these approaches, be it in mapping coral reefs or real-time monitoring, and some of these gaps, right, they can be plugged in by deploying artificial intelligence and machine learning. So, uh, Accenture, Intel, and Sulubai Environmental Foundation have come up with an ai powered solution, basically to monitor, characterize, and analyze coral reef resiliency, and this project is duped as the Project Correo. Basically, this project is uh, an implementation of an artificial coral reef, which is called the Sulu Reef Prosthesis to provide support for unstable coral fragments underwater. And in addition to the fragments of living corals, which were planted planted in all these artificial coral reefs, intelligent uh, underwater video cameras are also equipped with essential Applied Intelligence Video Analytical Services Platform, basically to detect and photograph fishes in the reef surrounding the island. In philippines okay so what this video platform does is it relies on artificial intelligence that is mainly powered by intel technology and basically what it does is to count and classify marine life and with all this collection of data they'll be structured using data analytic methods so that researchers can make data driven decision that will eventually help the reef and as of now the teams are now working on infra cameras, which will eventually help uh, with nighttime video capture in order to create a complete picture of the coral ecosystem. Okay, so that's my update from Malaysia and Philippines. Uh, let's go for a short commercial break, and I'll see you in a short while. Okay, so welcome back to the podcast again, uh, I'll give a little bit of update on how artificial intelligence is being applied in uh, in, uh, Vietnam. So it was reported that at the start of the 20th century, more than 100,000 tigers were estimated to have roamed the entire Southeast Asia, and today, due to a combination of habitat loss and aggressive poaching, fewer than 4,000 currently remain in the wild. So uh, to put things into uh, context, basically these folks they poach because they want to be able to retrieve and use rare animal products, things like, uh, you know, like ivory, fur, organs or even skin. And what the poachers do is, they do this, they do this because they feel that these products might have religious, uh, medical, nutritional or even financial values. Okay, so we have wildlife rangers that are patrolling all these areas and protecting the animals from being poached. But very often, the real situation is that these wildlife rangers are often outnumbered. And they are very often stretched thin in their attempts to patrol, you know, large nature preserve. And this is when AI, artificial intelligence, and machine learning systems are being poised to drastically improve these rangers' effectiveness by helping them not only to track where the poachers have been, but also to predict where they are most likely to turn up. So, uh, a team from Harvard University have basically developed a system that leverages poaching data from the open-source smart system developed by the World Wildlife Foundation. Okay, so what this system basically does, right, it uses security games Which is a subset of game theory where players must optimize limited resources to mitigate threats and attacks and basically this is to suggest the most efficient routes for rangers to take given that historical data so the team from harvard has actually partnered with wwf to bring this system into conservation areas managed by wildlife organizations such as the sipak wildlife sanctuary in cambodia which is located along the country's eastern border with Vietnam. Okay, so now moving to Indonesia, uh, Spain, Malaysia, and Indonesia have agreed to come together to develop the supply chain related to the halal industry and also to push together the acceleration of innovation in this area. And apart from this international partnership, Indonesia is also pushing for the development of Integrated Halal Industrial Township, where Halal sector companies can choose to site within and make use of the integrated service to support their ongoing business operations. And as a first step, Indonesia would roll out a supply chain master plan that would enable the traceability of these halal products from source to consumer. And with this, they are also expecting to achieve gains in the development of the Sharia economy within the halal industrial townships. The government envisions for the Halal Industrial Township to enable an integrated value chain that could benefit everyone within the community in the hope that the synergy could improve the community's competitiveness in producing Halal products. Okay, that sums my update from Southeast Asia. So uh, everybody stay safe, stay healthy, and I'll see you in the next episode. Hey people thanks for listening if you like this podcast please remember to subscribe to my channel and also please like rate or comment on my podcast to let me know what else you'd like to hear as usual stay safe and healthy and see you in the next episode bye people